0: back once again to the HR Social Hour half hour podcast. This is episode 23, John and Wendy talk to our international blogger friends part two. I'm John. And I'm Wendy. How are you tonight, John? I am well. Let's pull the curtain back. We are doing a mega session (laughs) recording. We're recording the bumpers for episode 22 and 23 together and Wendy's like, oh, we don't have to record another closing, but we do because I mention people by name, and and that's my fault. Yeah. So shame on me. Well, and and then I
1: happen to mention that our chat is on Thursday night, which is not true. Yeah,
0: it's not, uh, and, and it's it's a rumor, <laughs> folks. Don't believe it. It's not changing. That's not happening. We were you know, we talked a little bit though in the in the last episode. We did have an opportunity to talk to several blogger friends from around yes. the world. And so this is the second part of that uh, conversation. So you're going to hear from three folks in this episode, Mafota Safali, Anish Aravind, and Renee Robson. They were all just so much fun to talk to. Wendy, I don't know about you. I, I learned, we talked in the last episode, We all I learned something from everybody, but uh, it, just, mm-hmm. it was so much fun talking yes. to these folks. And yeah, I just, I- I'm really glad we're able to share with the listeners.
1: No, def- I, I definitely agree. It was awesome to get a chance to talk with them on that, on that one-on-one. You know, a- as I was looking at the team afterwards, was, I-, I didn't realize how many international folks were on the blog team, which is just phenomenal. So hopefully, you know, next year, hopefully we get invited back and we can uh, meet a few more.
0: I agree. It was a great perspective. And like we said before, we learned a lot of the people Issues are people issues are people issues, but it's great to get yet more perspective on what's going on out there. Several times I think in this show you're going to hear that people are likening the United States to multiple – working in multiple countries for them. And I thought that was a really interesting comment as well, that we don't think about interest interstate necessarily as being so different. But some of them had that perception, which I thought was really interesting to you.
1: Right. No, I totally agree.
0: So we will uh, let those get launched, and we'll see you on the back end. Welcome back once again. Uh, We are still here at (laughs) SHRM18 talking to some of our international friends from the blog squad. And, Wendy, I'll let you make a, a bit of an introduction, and we will start.
1: Wonderful, we are so excited to have Mofada here, um, and she joined us for brunch on Saturday, so I got to meet her in person, then, very exciting, she brought me beautiful, beautiful earrings from South Africa, where she is from, so we will let you do your, you know, 30-second elevator pitch about you, uh, then we'll, we'll jump right in, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay.
2: Thank you very much, um, John and Wendy, for having me. How I always like to describe myself is, first of all, I am a child of God. I'm a big believer. Then I'm Tawana's mom, (laughs) my 10-year-old. He's absolutely everything to me, a blessing. And I am a talent acquisition specialist. I am a friend. I am a sister. I am everything outside of that. I'm an African. I like to describe myself as Pan-African because I represent more than just you know, one um, country in Africa.
1: Wonderful. Well, welcome. So excited to have yeah. you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> we always start with, how did you get involved? So, h- what led you to get into talent acquisition?
2: So, I got into talent acquisition by fluke. Yeah. I was um, an investment consultant <laughs> at uh, Investec. <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's an investment bank in South Africa, and I took a sabbatical, and I pretty much didn't know what to do with my life. And a friend of mine said, hey try this out. I think it would be really great for you. All you have to do is, you know, meet candidates out and take them out for coffee. I thought, meet candidates, talk to them and just take them out for coffee. That's the actual job. And she's like, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's a job that I can definitely do. So I met, um, (laughs) I met with, um, you know, with her boss. It was a specialist financial services uh, recruitment agency and uh, global one based in the UK, but um, offices in South Africa. And that's how I started. I loved it from day one. Wow, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we've ever had anyone go from investment banking
0: to, to re- recruitment talent acquisition. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> yeah, talent acquisition. That's all. I love that.
1: Obviously, we are very big on networking here. We love connecting professionals to each other and meeting people as well. Talk to us about how networking has helped you as a professional.
2: Networking has definitely expanded my world. If I may borrow from the Sherm um, <laughs> theme, um, it expanded. It's expanded my world in that possibly had been exposed to networking by my parents, who moved around a lot. My dad worked for SADC, so we moved around Southern Africa a bit, so I changed schools. I went to three different primary schools, three different high schools, three different tertiary institutions. So, you know, you just have to kind of make new friends as you go along, and so that's me. I'm able to connect with people easily. You know, I find you know it easy to strike conversations, and that's pretty much what I've done. You know, I go out and to different events, and I just start speaking to people. I pick up their business cards, but I do find that I am a target um, I, I target my networking, so I know why I want to speak to a specific person and things like that. So it's it's expanded my world. It's you know it's made my you know network bigger, and um, those people have played a vital role in my career in South Africa in how I have grown. Some of them have become my career coaches. Some of them have become life coaches and things like that. But it's just made my world bigger, and it's made um, it better. Awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> One of the things that we like to talk a lot about in FOTA is mm-hmm. in terms of giving back mm-hmm. to the HR community, the talent acquisition community. Can you talk a little bit about what you do and how do you enjoy giving back?
2: So what I do and how I enjoy giving back is really related to the profession itself. And what I have offered is free services to people who are starting work in, you know, in my country. And pretty much what I do is I chat to people about how to actually put together a CV. And things like that we take for granted. We think that everyone can put together a CV because <laughs> we've been in this industry for so long. You know, I find that people who are about to graduate and they're looking for jobs, they, the kind of questions that they ask are a bit sensitive and sometimes maybe they don't want to consult Google because they trust that a talent acquisition person will know what good looks like. So that's how I do it and I also, um, I mentor young people in our profession. And also, just very recently with Next Chat, I've had a group of people in my fraternity say to me, we kind of like what you're doing on Next Chat. You've been so passionate about it. We want to raise our profiles a little bit more on Twitter. So what I'm doing is I've got this mini Africa team. I've got about five people that when I do get back, I actually have to send them the questions for tomorrow. <laughs> when I get <laughs> when I get back, I need to, um, you know, really help them to structure it. For me, it's easy because it's, you know, question answer and then you use the hashtag i didn't realize that for some people it's, it's it goes quite fast yeah, yeah. you know and they're going but i was tra- i was still trying to answer question one and you're on question seven nobody's responding to me and things like that <laughs> so that's how i'm really how i'm really plowing back into into our community just to really help others enjoy it and help others come along the journey with me awesome
1: yeah we always have some get to know you questions mm-hmm. so what is your favorite movie
2: that is such a difficult question because there are so many movies that I like. My favorite movie of all time, I and I watch movies over and over again. Can I talk to you about what I've recently watched and I really enjoy? It? Yes. Girls Trip. Ah. <laughs> I I am a little late. I know it came out sometime last year, but I did get it on DVD. Okay. I was busy. I mean, it was manic, just <laughs> with my son and work and everything else. I was starting a new job and everything. But So I managed to get it on DVD and... Tiffany Haddish just killed me, so <laughs> right now I am girls, totally girls trip, yeah.
0: How about your favorite musician or band?
2: Sure, that's also a very hard one because I um, I listen to a very wide range of music. I mean, I go from gospel to country music. I listen to baganga, I listen to African music. My parents, I think with my brothers, I have four brothers. In oh, well. each of one of our bedrooms, there would always be music playing in the background. <laughs> so, but if I were to then narrow it down and say what's my favorite track right now, it's Damien Molly. That's um, Bob, Bob Molly's son. Side. Yeah. So his latest album, I Love Autumn Leaves. I Love That Track. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah.
1: How
2: about a favorite TV show? Favorite TV show, I will say at the moment is Queen Sugar.
1: Queen
2: Sugar? Yes. Okay. I'm loving the series. Uh, season three has just started, and I love how you know Ava DuVernay has um, produced it and and things like that. The content is great. Is that a South African show? No, it's an American, American show. show okay. It's an Oprah Winfrey Network oh, show. Oh, okay, okay. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I love Oprah Winfrey Network's um, stuff is so there's hardly any profanity. Mm-hmm. The content is still yeah. really intriguing. It's amazing. You can, you, you really get um, stuck into it. So. Oh, okay. You know, things like green Greenleaf, um, you know, clean sugar, and everything that's coming out of that network is really, really good stuff. Wonderful. Have yeah. to check
1: it out. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Well, since we're here mm-hmm. at the conference, <laughs> yes, one of the things we're adding is what's been your favorite part of SHRM 18? My
2: favorite part definitely has to be meeting with you guys <laughs> every single person that I've interacted with on Next Chat and um, it's been such an honor just being a blogger it's, it's unbelievable I was saying to Mary this morning that I feel like I need someone to pinch me to wake me up because <laughs> I, I remember these people from Next Chat and I'm seeing them in real life we're taking selfies the conference is actually happening so meeting the HR tribe is the best part We feel the same way. Thank you.
1: This is kind of our special
2: international episodes Mm -hmm. here. So, why come to a conference in the US? US. I have never been here. (laughs) There's a good reason. (laughs) It's my first time in the US, so I thought. Why not go to the U.S. for a conference mm-hmm. to learn? So it's it's, it's dual. Sure. It's both work, it's both personal. So I get to experience a country that I have, I, I don't think I've ever had an American dream, but I do respect what um, what America puts out. So we've been followers in a lot of, um, you know, it's pop culture, growing mm-hmm. up and things like that. So I've always had some admiration for the country. Um, so putting together Sharm and putting together America in one conference just made sense. It's also really trying to get global best practice, getting thought leaders to really help me with my current role. And what I would try and what I'm going to try to do from this is then to go and adapt and apply everything that I've learned into my local context.
0: Wonderful. So speaking of local content, mm-hmm. Wendy and I do not work internationally. Okay. So one of the things that we're curious about is. What are the differences or even the similarities? What have you seen when it comes to talent acquisition and HR mm. at home as opposed to the United States? And what, you're, what what have you seen?
2: So definitely I have seen stuff. I mean, I think from a next chat, what I noticed is that our practices in South Africa are not that far behind everyone else. There have been some instances, you know, just maybe with um, applicant tracking systems and onboarding and digitalization of stuff where we are slightly more or on the same level as everyone else or advanced mm-hmm. than other people. So that's been interesting in that we're not literally just a continent that's down there and we're totally disconnected from the world. So I guess those are the similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, The differences are probably cultural. Um, I find, um, and I learned this in marketing, I studied marketing. And um, the one thing that one always has to think about is who's your target audience, how different are they? And remember, everyone is going to come back, you know, it's coming up from the values that they have, how they've been raised. And those are the differences, you know, between all of us. Culturally, we're different, so we need to understand how people do things. So I'm a hugger. But I learned, I learned from yesterday's session with um, I think it's Jonathan Siegel that hugging in the U.S. could be seen as as something else. So those are kind of the things, the nuances that I'm looking at and and going. Let me first of all just see how things. You know, when sure. you're in Rome, do what the Romans do. Right. Learn and then throw myself and my you know be authentic. Um, while once I've seen what's comfortable.
1: Wonderful. Mm-hmm. So our final question to you yes. is, if you were not in HR or talent acquisition, yes, what do you think
2: you would be doing professionally? Gosh, if I was not in talent acquisition and in HR, I would probably, if I could be anything I wanted to be. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> if I could be anything I wanted to be, I would probably be an actress. Really? Yes. Oh. Yes
0: i would probably be an actress. And have your own show on the Oprah Winfrey Network, I would, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, i would probably be doing
2: some, you know, production work. I would be chatting to Oprah. I'd be trying to chat to Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) Just say, Oprah, here's my content. I think I'd also, yeah, so maybe I'd be looking at African stories, maybe African girl stories, you know, how they've come up, just to really um, ensure that, you know, the world knows and the world is exposed and the world can see, how we came up so to find back to the previous questions the differences and the similarities mm-hmm. and things like that and I think the reason I probably do that as well is a lot of Africa's history is not documented mm. right. so that would also not just be for you know current uh, consumption but it would also be for co- future consumption to give you know the future generation a little bit of history sure yeah
1: I mean, we will have to figure out how to network you over to Oprah. We'll right. use uh, use what what Adam Grant was sharing and yes. We have to know somebody who knows somebody who right. knows Oprah, you right? No, let's let's try that. Let's
2: let's try that. Is that the Gramita's, um website? Let's yeah. try that. Yeah. 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 yeah, let's try that. I, let's let's do know this. What it was, so
1: let's see if we can't get you connected to let's Oprah. Let's do this. That'd be a big win. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well,
0: Mafoda, we were so excited that you were able to join us. Yes. We talked before we started recording. You said this is your first podcast. I would have never believed you. Really? You, you, you did great. Yes, thank you. This is your chance now. How would you like our listeners to be able to find you on the internet?
2: Okay. So I am at MoFota on Twitter. And LinkedIn, I am Sefadi. So thankfully you're going to spell that because yes. it's a lot. <laughs> yes, we will have it in our show notes yes. for sure. I'm happy to have people follow me on Twitter and connect with me on LinkedIn. Great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful.
0: Well, again, photo. Welcome to the United States. We're yes. So glad you could join us, and we will see you next time. Yep.
2: Thank you very much, John and Wendy.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, another special edition from Sherm 18 We're live in the Blogger's Lounge talking with another one of our international blogger friends. Excited to be able to introduce Anish Aravind to you. Uh, I have to say, I think Anish is the most connected Facebook man I've ever met. <laughs> He's the most active Facebook guy I think I've yeah. ever seen. But but Wendy, uh, let's say a few words and we'll okay. get started.
1: Yeah, i well, um, very excited to um, have Anish on the show. Uh, excited to have met you here at suremate 18 Same here. Yeah, yeah same. following you for a while. So why don't you give us your 30-second elevator pitch, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we can jump into the questions.
3: Wonderful! Thanks for having me, uh, uh, with Wendy and John. I mean, it's exciting to be part of uh, the Temple authors and exciting to be part of my, <laughs> my first ever podcast as well. To to me, uh, I've been an HR professional for the last uh, 19 years. I'm trying to connect learning for myself as as, as I go ahead and social and learning and how, how can you how can you use <laughs> social media? To improve learning, and that's that's what I'm, and I'm, I've been trying to help clients connect uh, people, technology, and culture in the last uh, three three and a half years. And we are uh, we based out of uh, Kerala, which is the southern end of India. And uh, after 16 and a half years of working in various corporates, we decided that we should give something back to um, the the community around us. And there was this IT uh, small and medium enterprises um, back in my state who were we're in various phases of growth between, let's say, their 5th and 10th year. Those are the people whom we support now and um, enjoying ourselves.
0: You mm-hmm. mentioned you'd been in the industry for 19 years. How did you get into human resources to start? Okay, so it was, yeah, I have to say it has
3: been um, an accident of sorts. I... I, I <laughs> I, I got into a program which is in um, management, and then um, I couldn't go through the whole program to the first year. That's how it happens in India. And during the first year, um, an interviewer on the selection panel uh, talked to me about. Uh, so I was talking to them about my wanting to get into social responsibility as a need, and so they were asking me, "What have you heard of uh, this program? are uh, some." management program so I said had so I looked them up and I realized that HR was a way of giving back at that mm-hmm. point of time giving back to um, to the community in a, uh, in a different line and that's that's what brought me into further um, studying the, the subject and um, I the next year I got into the program which is a two-year full-time program um, so just uh, <laughs> through the program this got placed to my first job been enjoying ever since, contributing to adding value to businesses.
1: Awesome. There it goes. How have you been able to use networking to help you professionally?
3: I would, let me put it this way, uh, whatever I am, uh, I've learned now, uh, I've always been through the networks. So, um, I strongly believe in that whole thing, network is your net worth. I'm, I know it's not my thing. Been, yeah. I <laughs> like also, it. Yeah, yeah, So that's. That, I. I think it, I can. Um, I can completely connect to that. And um, and and take. Let's take how I came into um, shrimp, for that matter. Mm-hmm. It was uh, through um, my um, HR leader back in a, in, a, in my job. Some the that was my fourth job. They had the headquarters in uh, Maryland, okay. uh, Columbia, Maryland, and when I came visiting, I was involved in social um, HR activities back in Kerala, so this person mentioned that uh, uh, that you should be looking at SHREM as a thing, and and then first SHREM conference I attended, I happened to uh, get to the networking group
0: of SHREM bloggers, there you go, so... um,
2: Nice!
0: (laughs) You, You mentioned briefly, Anish, a little bit about giving back, can you talk a little bit more about how you enjoy giving back? from it, w- within HR in your community?
3: If I look at, let me look at it in a different way. Sure. Say it is, I'm looking at it from a selfish piece again. Okay. By giving back, I think I am learning the most. The more I give, the more I learn. <laughs> so, uh, so, so say I'm in a kind of a race to uh, give back more so that I can learn more. <laughs> so, so, and, and, and it's, uh, so if you look at it, then it increases the network. So, um, uh, and one question which I keep tracking is the diversity within the network. So, um, the more you give back, um, the more opportunities you get to give back to di- diverse people. Um, it's more learning. So, yeah. there you go. So, and it's always excited uh, to keep continue to meet. Uh, this trip alone, I would have made maybe around 40, 50 new friends. Sure. So, um, <laughs> and they're, I feel they're giving more to me, and sure. I'm. And to keep back,
1: so excited. Awesome. So, what's your favorite movie?
3: Anything that uh, you uh, so the one that uh, comes up right now with the Blind Side.
1: Okay, okay. oh, that's a good one. Yeah.
3: So the, the theme is that anything that would uh, would, would I feel uh, is getting a team to do better. Mm-hmm. So, so this is one strong uh, theme around this, and, <laughs> uh, and uh, the uh, that gets so the Blind Side comes. Uh, on top of the mind right, right now. So,
1: so, How about your favorite musician or band?
3: Oh, that's uh, a tough one. Musician would be uh, Phil Collins. Wow, the, the, okay. Uh, that was, cause that was the, around the time when I started listening to English music back then, my childhood. So, um, Another Day in Paradise, and those are, those are the songs. that was really, album. Yeah, so, Collins would stand in <laughs> as, uh,
1: what about uh, a famous Indian musician? Let's let's spread the wealth here. Get get some international music on. <laughs>
3: um, there's a singer named Yeshudas who's um, back home with the, one of the very famous ones, and then um, so uh, that he's been the one who's uh, uh, who's, who's who's still his his the known back there as the evergreen singer Okay, so, um, <laughs> so he's, he's, he must be around 70 plus now oh wow uh, that's okay. he would be my favorite
1: cool. I mean, uh, get singer. some different get some different perspectives uh, <laughs> I, our other uh, our other international guests have all named American things as well and I was like uh, well let's, let's spread it out a little bit um, so do you have a favorite TV show
3: mm, not really no, I mean, <laughs> no I'm, not, I'm not a not uh, TV person not a TV
0: person well, obviously we are at the conference, and we talked <laughs> about favorites. What's your favorite part, been of the conference so far this year?
3: My favorite part has been the bloggers' launch. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and one of the things that connected me with the bloggers' launch is the smart stage. So, um, whenever I, even when I was not part of the bloggers' team, and I've, I used to come to the smart stage and connect with friends there. So. I think that TED talk type of uh, thing, I'm more of that kind of mm-hmm. a, I'd be able to grab more stuff from those things and then connect to people better at this So Smart Stage Blogger's Lounge would be my, uh, keep coming back for more <laughs> of
1: stuff. Awesome. As someone who, uh, there's obviously uh, a sharm group in India that yes. you're a part of, yeah. why come to the US for a conference?
0: See,
3: people have been asking me that sometime. In fact, I've, I've convinced Kavi now to come, come in uh, <laughs> right. for this time. So my piece has been that I've I've looked at U.S. as a place where um, knowledge is uh, kind of packaged really okay. well. Why packaging is important because then you will be able to get to the nuances quicker. Mm-hmm. You identify what's um, uh, good packaging is important to, uh, to understand what's all because there's so many stuff going on. So once, and, and I feel that um, uh, Shrem has been on the forefront of uh, packaging knowledge really well from the mm-hmm. time I, I think it was in 2008 when I first connected to okay. the whole thing. First conference has been very good, um, and I realized that first I looked at, okay, let me try attempting, uh, attending it once every two years. Mm-hmm. Now I'm glad that I'm able to attend every year, so I will keep coming back for more,
0: more for knowledge. I think awesome. that's thing, so That's great. Now, Wendy and I do not practice international HR. We, <laughs> we work, obviously, in the United... Yeah. Personally. What are the big differences that you see, or this, and even the similarities between what we do here in the United States and what you're doing at home in India from an HR perspective?
3: Um, see, the challenges are usually similar. Um, I, I don't see any major... Um, the way I look at it is human brain is just one, just one species, yeah. because I'm, I'm a birder, I now understand about, um, I, I can identify about 400 species of birds, human beings is just one homo sapiens, of there is homo erectus and other things, which right. are the neanderthals and others, which are, but at the moment, uh, from the HR us. perspective, it's one, <laughs> so from the brain level, we're all the same, if, if in that sense, that's where the similarity, and of there are um, emotional aspects which are different in cultures and stuff but um so there's a lot of similarity but the context of one um, um say we, even within india there are there, there we have uh, over 29 states so like, like us the context can be different but I, i'm i'm more looking at the similar aspects i
0: would say people are the same so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's good to it's good to hear that from someone else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, we've talked about that like different industries, how yeah. you know people issues are people issues are people issues and I mm. think you're I mean you're just saying that's the same. It doesn't matter what country you're in, what laws there are, our people issues are gonna be yeah. very, very similar. If you weren't doing HR, what do you think you'd be doing professionally?
3: I would be a digital marketer.
1: Oh okay. So I think you'd be good at it. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Uh,
3: Because that's something which um, uh, uh, it's been about four or five. Yeah, it is 2012 from I started observing what's happening in the trend. And uh, I found that the the big advertising firms have not really caught on to digital marketing. So that's when I stepped and went deeper. And um, thanks to people like you and for the trend bloggers, I said, okay, this is again, more result-oriented digital marketing is what I've been. I, in fact, I have clients waiting for me to look at it. Then, so I, what I've told them is that let me do my HR stuff first. and then. <laughs> do it. Yeah. So it's like when you, the question coming, I mean, that's the first thing in my life. Thanks.
1: Awesome.
0: Well, Anish, we were so excited that we were able to sit down and, and talk a little bit yes. more and get to know you. And again, appreciate you sharing your perspective because I think our listeners, many of which here in the United States, it's good for them to hear that, again, as we talked about, things are maybe not so very different. Absolutely. If those folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach you online?
3: Twitter is the best way to reach me. I'm uh, hashtag Anisharvind on Twitter. Um, okay. I am present also, uh, on Facebook and LinkedIn as well, but Twitter is my preferred uh, mode. And within the SHREM network in India, we, we have direct messages. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the in thing. We don't even WhatsApp or uh, call each other. So cool. Twitter Twitter. Google
0: to add that to the show notes and yes. yeah that would be great so thank you for taking part yes, thank you thank you, thank you for
3: the opportunity see you again very soon. Yes. absolutely awesome
0: then, thanks thanks a lot thank you hey everybody welcome back once again to the hr social hour half hour podcast another live from sherm 18 edition with one of our international blogger friends uh, super excited to have renee with us and wendy take it from here
1: yeah so renee is uh out of australia Right. Yeah, and we're super excited to be bringing the having the uh, international connection going um, at Sherm 18. She brought the uh, youngest blogger ever to Sherm 18 with her son, which was exciting to see him last night. Um, so, Renee, give us your 30 second elevator pitch about who you are and what you do. Okay, excellent. I, um, look,
4: I'm actually a Kiwi. I live oh. in Australia. I've been there five years though and our accents are almost interchangeable. <laughs> um, look, I get really excited by being around people that love what they do. That's why I like HR. So I started out in L&D, moved into HR, love, love, love it. And I'm one of those people that I get like overly excited when I'm around <laughs> people that are passionate about what they do, which is why I love being a part of the blogging crew.
0: Awesome. How did you get started initially in L&D and make that move to HR?
4: <laughs> I am one of those perennial, uh, I fell into it type of people. I started out wanting to be a journalist, no. so I went to wow. university and studied media and communications, and then almost in my final year was like, oh, yeah, this is not what I want to do. <laughs> so I moved to my hometown and I got a job at the tax department of all oh. places and worked there three months uh, collecting child support from people, which oh, was yeah. fun. Good work stories, though. Sure. And then moved into L&D. So I started presenting and writing training. And from there, it kind of just snowballed. I realized that I have a real passion for this space. And I'm kind of okay at it, which is a <laughs> really good combo.
1: That's awesome. Talk to us a little bit on about networking, how it's helped you in your professional career, why, why you love it. Obviously, you love it.
4: <laughs> I started probably properly networking, not until I was about to move to Australia. So I'd been working in New Zealand, and my husband and I decided to move to Melbourne, and we thought, yeah, we can do this. I know, I know people in Melbourne, so we get over there, I get into my first HR role there, and had this oh crap moment (laughs) when I realized that my entire professional network were in New Zealand and (laughs) I didn't have those people to call you know like when you come up with a problem and you need to talk to someone in a similar role who can bounce things around Mm -hmm. with you and I okay I can do this so I can go to a networking event and I went to a few networking events and most of them were dreadful as I'm sure lots of people can relate with and I went to one where the host got us to all get our, our phones out and join Twitter. Oh. And I did it. And I and to be honest, I was doing that internal cringe thing when you're like, oh, you're not gonna make me participate in this, are you? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did it and I realized that I could kind of stand on the sidelines and watch other people share things. And it became way less scary to me. And then after a while, I started participating. And then I started blogging. And then all of a sudden, the face-to-face networking things weren't nearly as scary to me because I had connections with people. And I could, from a safe place, explore new ideas. I'm actually a little bit of an intro- introvert by nature. I could explore something, think about it, and then converse with people about it. That's how I kind of got into this space. And I've become more and more com- comfortable with
1: than having the off-the-cuff discussions with people you, you and I right there that's me
0: you just <laughs> yeah all
1: right I, so I'm done I don't need to do any more. <laughs> <I'm done.
0: laughs> Renee how do you like to give back to the HR community
1: in
4: a few ways I think it's really important for us as our profession evolves and grows to be able to continually evaluate where we're at and contribute to that discussion so I do that through blogging and speaking, but probably the most valuable way is through engaging in mentoring programs. So I've been a part of the the RE, so the Australian HR Institute, I've been part of their mentoring program and I've also done it informally and formally through a couple of other networks. I think I've gotten way more out of that than my mentees (laughs) ever have, especially when people are, are a lot younger than yourself and you can hear different things that are being taught at university and you realize how different the environment is for people coming through, you know, 10, 15 years after or however long after your career mm-hmm. first started and the value that I've gotten out of that for how I see things is just tenfold. So what's your favorite movie? Okay, so <laughs> it's a toss-up right? Um, on one hand, a couple of years ago, my husband and I re-watched Annie, the original. Oh, okay. Um, and I hadn't seen it for like 20-something years. I watched it, and it was like I knew every single line. It was like I was watching my childhood in <laughs> HD. It was the weirdest <laughs> sensation. So I have to say that. But also, the best Christmas movie ever made, Die Hard.
1: <laughs> Hashtag, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie.
0: Oh, wow. Hurt. That has come up a lot in our conversations, <laughs> not on the show necessarily, but it but is. Yes. Some, we thought about making it a question as that or yes. a Christmas movie. Yeah. We may have to do that. We, I think we do. <laughs> <laughs> How about your favorite musician or band?
4: Um, I'm a bit of a, a music for fun's sake, okay. so I have to say i um, Beyonce, so HR Jazzy and yes. I. We're getting very excited ahead of the conference. And I heard she did just drop a new album last yeah. week, which I haven't listened to yet, because sorry, Beyonce, I'm not on Tidal. Uh, <laughs> will do, later. I love it. <laughs> Favourite TV show? I've, I've got a bit of a list. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an escapist, if, if you couldn't tell yeah. by my movie choices. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the moment, I'm really into Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, that's a so, good one. I love Broad City. Okay. And New Find is Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency have either of you seen it? no it is bloody brilliant it's completely off the wall and one of those things that you don't want to read anything about before you watch Okay. it is bizarre but absolute gold I highly recommend it awesome I won't tell you anymore because it will okay. completely ruin okay. it for you
1: <laughs> check it out
0: we're at the conference obviously and that's a question we've added for, for this conversation is what's your favourite part of SHRM Team?
4: I've been to one other Sharm event before, Shem 16 in Washington. Where we met before. That's yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been able to reconnect with quite a few people um, in in real life that I had met with real life before. But I think my favorite thing has been able to see speakers and people that I hadn't seen before. Like because there are so many different tracks and there's so many different things going on. I love having part of a schedule and then nice. going what do I feel like now and talking to someone random in the hallway and going what are you going to, why are you excited about that and then just heading in and I think sometimes I've just seen absolute gold out of that and the other part is the smart stage because you can mm-hmm. just rock up and you don't know what you're going to see yeah. and, and you can just love it and find some gold and meet people in the audience so yeah they're my highlights. Awesome
1: So since you've come to Sherm before, why come to a conference in the
4: US? Uh, It is a long way to go. It's an especially (laughs) long way to go with Milo, who's 10 months. So there's a bit of a selfish reason. My little brother lives in the States. He lives in California. So whenever I come over, I always combine it with a trip to see him. But probably more so is because I think HR is becoming more and more global. So I went to a sexual harassment session Mm -hmm. the other day, which was brilliant, by the way. And I was sitting there and our laws are like completely different in this space right in Australia bullying is illegal and the penalties are huge Australia's really really legislated and I was sitting there and like 90 95 percent of what was being discussed was directly applicable to my practice at home the other thing is I work across four countries so Australia okay. New Zealand Hong Kong and Singapore
1: okay.
4: and because of that international nature and, and my company's global I think there there are more and more things that are um, and and people, other people's roles are becoming more global as well. Mm-hmm. I think the lineup here really mm-hmm. services that. So that's why I come so far for this <laughs> conference.
1: <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad that you did.
0: <laughs> hoping you can expand maybe a little bit on that. Wendy and I are not global practitioners, and it's been fascinating to talk to you and to other folks that are here as part of the blog squad that, that do practice elsewhere. Can you talk a little bit more about the differences and the similarities with what you've seen and what you've learned here as far as U.S.? Uh, application as opposed to in the global picture.
4: Absolutely, one of the things that I think is probably a little bit unique to Australia mm-hmm. is that they've had like this crazy boom economy for a very long time, and I think one of the things that created in the workplace is sorry, Australia <laughs> is a real complacency mm-hmm. in um, always having enough money to go round. Sometimes hiring additional people for for what might not be required, and and what I think. I get a huge amount out of here is that people, everyone comes together, everyone's operating in different economies and different kinds of industry and the lessons that people learn that you can go back and apply. That's probably one biggie. The other one for me is operating across different legal contexts. So New Zealand's very deregulated, so that's where I I started practicing HR. Australia's very regulated and then has different laws in each state not as many states as the U.S., but <laughs> but still, you know, we need to think about it. Sure. Those are the things that being able to be agile enough to operate across those environments is is a really valuable skill. And I think people in the states often um, discount themselves a little bit, like. I think of operating across different countries like you talk about operating across different states. Right, sure. right. Yeah, it, It's Makes very, very similar yeah. and, and there's a lot of things that are just consistent as gravity right. across all things like how to recruit good talent, about how to have great performance conversations and,
1: and develop your managers. So our final question to you is if you weren't in HR or L&D, what do you think you'd be doing professionally? I hate this question because I really don't know because (laughs) I love what I do so much.
4: I don't think I'd consider doing anything else. But if I was going to, aside from winning lotto and living on a beach, obviously, I'd be driving my husband insane by adopting lots and lots of shelter animals. (laughs) Um, I have a a cock spaniel, and they're often in puppy farms because they're used to make spoodles, which are a really popular dog in pet shops, and um, I... Love them to pieces, and I would be hoarding them all, (laughs) and and have like a a house full of dog poo. I imagine. Oh gosh!
1: Did you talk with Jonathan Jonathan Siegel at all? (laughs) We do a lot of retweeting. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome,
0: Renee. We were so thankful that we were able to make it yep. to, to bring Milo and see your husband this is your chance though before we wrap up uh, for you to let our listeners know what's the best way to reach you online
4: um, definitely Twitter so I'm Renee Roberts on Twitter and also on LinkedIn so I really really love connecting with people globally I think there's a huge amount that we can do to collaborate and learn from each other and I'm always keen to help out other HR practitioners around the space
0: great Awesome. We will put that in the notes. Again, appreciate it. it. Safe travels home. Thank, thank you so we'll much. See you soon. Ta. Thanks, Renee. And we're back. Hope you enjoyed those conversations with Mafota, Anish, and Renee. They gave us their contact information. They'll be in the show notes. want to take the opportunity again to thank them, to thank our other international guests for taking time to be part of the show. And, and I hope, those of you listening, I hope you gained some great perspective, maybe learned something about somebody maybe that you get a chance to if not meet down the road, at least in chats and things that you see folks out there, you get to know a little bit more about them. Wendy, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Best
1: way to get in touch with me is on Twitter. I am Wendell93. You can also find me on my blog, MyDailyJourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. You're also welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. Just send me a personalized message letting me know you heard us on the podcast. You'll also find me on the HR Social Hour chat on Twitter the fourth Sunday of each month, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. How about you, John?
0: Twitter, John, J-O-N, underscore Thurman, T-H-U-R-M-O-N-D. Always happy to connect on LinkedIn. And, again, just make the personalized note. I always really appreciate when I get those. If you have a comment or question about the show or chat, send us an email, HRSocialHourPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook if you search HR Social Hour. Find the show at hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. We're also on iTunes, Podbean, PodChaser, hrpodcasters.com, Google Play, TuneIn, and Spotify. And Jerry Mathers is the Beaver. If you like what you hear, <laughs> be sure to rate and review because again, it helps us get more visibility and continue to be to build our community. Again, we appreciate everybody listening to these episodes appreciate you giving us a little bit of flexibility when it came to sound we hope that you enjoyed what you heard you learned something like we did appreciate you being along for the, the ride with us so for the hr social hour half hour podcast i'm john
1: and i'm wendy and as always be sure to
0: connect give back and network network take care everyone
1: we'll see you soon